Hey everybody, welcome to Glitchy Pancakes, real talk about the world of fandom. I'm Jesse. And I'm Rob. And I'm Allie. And today we want to talk about and begin to demystify a little bit the world of furry fandom. Joining us to talk about it is... Yes, uh, we have Let's with us it. one of our favorite, uh, actually, our, I'll go ahead and say our favorite furry and one of our favorite <laughs> humans, right. one of our favorite people, period. Um, the communications director for Multiverse Convention and by her own admission, possibly an android, um, according to her bio, <laughs> known sometimes as Bean Tiger, Madoka Dragon, Lupa the Binturong and other characters. Chelsea Eckert. Welcome, Chelsea. Hey, it's good to be here. (laughs) Hello, hello. (laughs) Yeah, thank you for joining us. We've we've been looking forward to doing this one for a while because this is something that, um, like, furry fandom is something that uh, prior to doing Multiverse Convention, we didn't really know anything about either. Like, you helped educate us on this because it's not something that we had, like, it's just not something we had personally experienced. And it's something that, like, people just don't seem to know a ton about. So could, could we start out by just getting like a, a basic introduction into furry fandom? Like, what is it? Like, what is a furry by by your definition? Okay, yeah, sure. Um, and as a disclaimer, like, I I am not like the queen of furries as much as it, that would be fun to be. So um, the, everything that I'll be sort of talking about tonight is basically from my own sort of personal experience and sort sure. of personal observations. Right. Um, right. And one of the things that I, I do when I go to furry conventions and furry meetups and stuff like that is the energy is so very positive and I try to bring it to um, other sort of parts of my life. So I always try to look at what what is bringing this positive energy. So I've, I've made a lot of uh, sort of, you know, observations about how we operate and things like that, even though I'm also in the fandom. So mm-hmm. I would say furry fandom at its very core is um, a a group of, of people and there's, there's more of us than you think um, who (laughs) are really into um, stories and art about um, uh, sort of anthropomorphic animals, which they can be more human like, or Mm -hmm. um, they can be sort of just talking animals like say watership down or um, the warrior cats series, um, which was big with my generation when we were um, all kids and uh, things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Things like that. Um, So that's it at its base. But I think the cool thing about the furry fandom is that literally everybody comes at it from a different angle. Everybody gets something out of it differently. Mm -hmm. Um, Some people, you know, some people are really into the writing part and there's like a really big actually, sort of furry and like animal based publishing um, crowd. Um, Mm -hmm. We have our own presses and things like that. Um, There's people who are into the art. And I think that's sort of the the biggest part of it is, is the sort of visual art aspect. Um, Some people like um, the cosplaying, AKA the the fursuiting. Um, Some people just like the social aspect of being able to meet up with other people and sort of, um, you know, being able to, to jokingly pretend that you're a wolf for a weekend. And, and uh, it's, (laughs) it's, you know, uh, for, for some people that it's entirely just the social aspect. Um, And I know for a lot of the, a lot of um, older furries um, who we call, uh, we affectionately call gray muzzles. um, (laughs) (laughs) That's great. (laughs) Yeah. um, (laughs) For a lot of them, um, it, it started a lot with sort of, um, 
cartoons, you know, uh, mm. Bugs Bunny and all that, you know, a lot of, right. a lot of our favorite cartoons are with animal people in them. And right. so a lot of gray muzzles may not have things like uh, a fursona or things like that. They just want to like learn how to draw Bugs Bunny or Simba from the Lion King. Um, I've noticed that a lot of, um, a lot of furry conventions in, in the old days and old days for us is like the mid nineties. <laughs> um, we're kind of a newer ish fandom from what, I, from what I can personally see. Um, a lot of the time uh, they used to bring in animators as guests of honor, you know, Disney animators and things like that from what I can see. So a lot of, you know, the older end of the fandom tends towards animation, although I feel it's making a comeback with things like um, brand new animal, uh, Agritsuko, things like that. People oh, yeah. are, uh, as a matter of fact, um, the vo- the Agritsuko. English voice actors for for Agritsuko were guests of honor at a bunch of furry furry conventions last year. Um, it was, and they seem to have a lot job. of fun. Yeah, and they seem to have a great <laughs> yeah, time. So much. <laughs> as a matter of fact, I think I think the guy who voices um, Haida the hyena, I think mm. he got like a fursuit head of Haida and led the furry uh fursuit parade at anthrocon last year if wow, i recall correctly nice. like he got into it or it was the year before <laughs> one of the last two years time means nothing anymore in quarantine so <laughs> it's weird to think like i went to a furry convention um with my girlfriend in january like yeah. we don't we're like that happened this year like whenever yes. we put on our concerts <laughs> we're like when like that was that was when like <laughs> we didn't even like that was <laughs> the oh, before times crazy. the before <laughs> right. times yeah exactly yeah, like yeah. like i the last convention i went to was in march um here in it was right before like the whole country went on lockdown um it was blue ridge fur fair up in the uh Asheville mountains and mm. actually it was like the 16th of march i think was like the last day of it and actually i believe the hotel had said that that we had to disperse like you, legally you can't and um it was it was yeah that was like the last convention <laughs> um so yeah like like that was yeah it's crazy to think that it's been nothing since then but um you know you don't have to go to conventions to be a furry or to hang out with other furries there's usually a lot of local meetups like on meetup.com um oh, yeah and then there's like the online community which is why uh we we're weathering it a little bit a little bit better than some other fandoms i think because Mm -hmm. um we we can operate mostly online um for quite a while i think we're all gonna get stir crazy at some point you can only (laughs) fursuit so much in your own house before it's like i'm just wearing a (laughs) i'm just wearing a carpet in my house and nobody cares (laughs) um but uh but yeah um we a lot of a big portion of it is online but um enough of it is both online and offline that you could pick and choose if you wanted to if you just wanted to have furry friends offline that's fine if you wanted to join in you know on twitter or or facebook mm-hmm. or instagram there's you know furry communities there it's it's we're everywhere <laughs> that's true um what have you uh, seen or personally experienced that draws people to furry fandom um i think um a big part of it is the the community um and the social aspect and as i mentioned uh, before the the really positive vibes that that are at every almost almost every furry convention and everyone i've personally been to um there's a, a big part of a lot of furry is about um 
openness because furry is such a mm-hmm. um it's such a uh, a a queer space um and you i mean obviously you don't have to be queer there's plenty of like straight cis furries and everything but um mm-hmm. it is I, I would say it is um i don't even know if it's majority queer but it sure feels like it sometimes um people <laughs> very are very open least, right? yeah very right. welcoming you know um people try not to be judgmental and um right. it's the sort of place where um you know, like I said, you can pretend to be a wolf or jokingly pretend to be a wolf for a weekend. And another fun thing is that, you know, at, at furry conventions or in, in furry in general, a lot of people choose a second name, you know, a, a nickname that their sort of persona goes by. And, you know, everybody will call you that, you know, nobody will ask for your real name, um, yeah. except except, you know, when you're getting your badge or whatever, <laughs> but like nobody asks for your real name. And, you know, that's kind of affirming too. And um, I've also seen you know, artists who work both in and out of the furry fandom, they always say, um, visual artists, like people who do illustration, things like that, they always say that um, uh, furries tend to um, be the ones who are not trying to um, get get their prices down, like, rudely all the time or try to get free art out of them, mm-hmm. um, which I know for many illustrators and stuff like that is always a problem. There's always the three people in your dms that are like can i have a free sketch why are you not giving this for free i could do this myself then why don't you go do it yourself yeah you go know? do it yourself exactly yeah. you won't even have to pay for shipping that way exactly exactly or um or um they're usually the ones that will um respect the pronouns respect your 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 chosen name your new name you know mm-hmm. and not try to dead name you and things like that if, if you happen to have that going on Um, so I know from, even from people who are like in the middle or outside the furry fandom that they've noticed that, um, we tend to really, um, try to respect people on, on a level that you'd think would be basic, but sadly isn't, (laughs) um, right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think that's mostly, you know, what, what kind of draws people in general. Um, it's, it's definitely something that, that draws me. Um, for me, it's a, a mixture of community. Um, and we also tend to do a lot of um, um, charity work, especially at, um, at conventions. Um, most of our conventions are nonprofit and raise money for various, um, various uh, causes. Um, mm-hmm. Usually... Um, either like for smaller conventions, it tends to be local animal shelters, you know, for dogs and cats, um, for bigger ones, um, like for instance, um, biggest little fur con in Reno does it for a local, um, sanctuary for big cats and things like that. Um, I can't remember what it's called off the top of my head, but they raise like 40 grand, um, out of like something like they don't i don't believe they release their membership numbers anymore but out of like five five thousand people they can raise like 40 grand plus and have been pretty steadily for the last three years so that's always like really uplifting to see especially because usually the the person in charge of of the charity will usually come and and you know accept that money on behalf of the charity and they're usually crying and i'm crying and my girlfriend's crying and the audience (laughs) is crying and we're all crying and it's just (laughs) It's really nice, especially because like um, I actually used to work for um, a zoo that used to or actually still is a beneficiary of um, Furry Weekend Atlanta. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And um, 
I remember the year that I went to Free Weekend Atlanta with um, with the zoo because what what they would do is they would set up in a little room um, with a bunch of merchandise for the zoo and they would usually bring um, one of the smaller animals um, like a fennec fox or things oh, like that, which mm-hmm. you know fur- furries were like, yes, exactly. <laughs> um, and that year, I believe that was twenty seventeen. Um, I think that was a like. 40 40 grand and i remember my boss who was um the is the the sort of uh head of of the zoo went up on stage and accepted that check and she's almost crying and again i'm almost crying (laughs) the whole auditorium is like howling and and making like animal noises and (laughs) that good that good energy um you know i i feel can sometimes be exactly um i feel can sometimes be um, lacking in our day-to-day life you know sometimes you just need something that's like just flat out uplifting just and, positive exactly yeah. and, and and seeing you know all these people um having raised money um we would do it, fwa does a charity auction and then also i believe part of the membership fee goes right to the charity or that's how it was the year i went um so it was it was automatic um and uh just all that just it's 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 a good time and that's that's yeah. what draws me to it good people do you find that with uh in terms of like what what draws people to it do you find that when fursuiting particular like on a personal level um do you find that that changes anything about how you're able to interact socially like how you're able to present yourself um or like is that something that you think is a draw for a lot of people is the, the suit and the persona that goes along with it oh yeah absolutely so um and for those out there who might not who might not know what fur suiting is, basically you might have seen the pictures of the big animal people. Those seem to be <laughs> sort of ubiquitous um, when when people talk about furries. They think of the the big animal people. <laughs> um, sure. And um, one thing I do want to say, actually, before I get into it, is um, that's another thing that you you don't need a fur suit to be a furry. Um, if that was the case, that would be awful because some people just for health reasons can't do it. It's hot in there, yeah. <laughs> um, or some people just don't want to. Um, and yeah. I'd say depending on the convention, it's actually maybe only between like t- twenty to fifty percent of con goers will be fur suiting. It seems yeah. like a lot because. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of pictures are taken of them because that's like the coolest thing ever. Like walking into a convention and seeing like a blue wolf and like a giant dragon with purple wings. And like that person's got glowing eyes and is like some kind of cheetah mix. Like it's cool. Um, so it, it is, it does seem like it's, it's something that everybody does, but um, it's definitely not something that everybody needs to or has to. But personally for me, and um, I think a lot of other people have expressed this as well in the fandom. Um, It'll, it definitely um, allows me to um, uh, sort of socialize in a way that I sometimes can't get myself to um, when I'm outside of, of the suit. Um, I am autistic, and sometimes making connections with other people can be difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, but, mm-hmm. you know, when I'm a, a big fuzzy dragon or um, a cute tiger or a cute binturong, you know, people will come up and be like, Oh, that's such a pretty suit or you're so cute. You know, who made your suit? Um, and, and, um, while Madoka, the dragon doesn't talk, um, my other suits, uh, do talk. So Madoka just kind of shrugs and giggles and sort of (laughs) trots away. But, um, (laughs) but with, uh, with my other suits, I'll, I'll strike up a conversation, um, about, you know, who made the suit and, 
you know, um, why this suit and here's the character and like why I chose this animal in particular. And, you know, it's, it's, it's really easy to make friends at a furry convention, at least for me personally. And that's another reason why I love them so much. Um, and yeah, I've, I've always had a little bit of trouble making friends. Um, I, I, uh, you know, and this is kind of, I think common with a lot of furries is that for many of us were like, you know, sort of the weird kid, not all of us, but you know, we were kind of the weird kid. Nothing was wrong with us. We were just kind of strange. And, you know, furry is a, is a place where we can be, um, that, that kind of strange in a, in a good way, you know, the good weird, um, and have Mm -hmm. people really, um, uh, appreciate that. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm actually fascinated by the storytelling that goes into the background of all of this, because it's not like it's, it's, it's not like, Hey, I'm just going to dress up and I show up and that's it. For a lot of people, they have very complicated storylines that go with the whole thing. How do you decide, you know, what character (laughs) you're going to be? How do you decide if you're going to talk or not? Those sorts of things. Cool. Yeah. I, oh gosh, this is, this is fun to talk about. Um, you know, um, for some people, um, their fursuit is, is their fursona and how they might see themselves in a sort of idealized way. So their fursona is just them. And while they're walking around in suit, it's just basically them. And that's a totally valid way to go about it. Um, that's, that's always fun. You know, I think it's fun to, walk around a con space and just be you, but a cheetah or whatever. Um, So that's pretty neat. Um, For me, I like, um, for most of my suits, I like coming up with stories and basically, um, you know, I've always been a writer. Um, I've, I, I went to grad school for poetry actually. Um, And I've always sort of liked um, coming up with stories for the, the littlest things. Like, you know, even when I'm playing like World of Warcraft, all of my characters have like little backstories. It's it's kind of instinctual. And I think for many people, it also might be sort of just an instinctual thing. They take a look at this character and they're like, this character is sort of like a, a, a cool guy. And, and he, you know, he's always partying. So he's going to have this sort of cap that's got LED lights on it or whatever. And he's always going to be trying to break dance in the con hall or whatever. <laughs> um, so I, I think... Yeah, so I think for for a lot of people, it might just come from an instinctual need to to come up with a, a personality or or something fun about their character. Um, for me, um, I have uh, I have two suits in my possession right now, and then one that is almost done that should be in my possession before the end of the year. Um, Madoka, right. you have all met, mm-hmm. yes. and she is she to me. I took one look at her, and I was like, to me, she looks like like a cute little like anime dragon. So that mm-hmm. would be in like a cute little like dubbed anime from the nineties that was kind of dubbed weird, but like you <laughs> liked it as a kid or your kids <laughs> liked it. And, and it was kind of odd, but like you were into it cause it was wholesome. And mm-hmm. um, so I was like, she's into anime and she's like a little magical girl and she loves like anime stuff. So, you know, I'll um, when I'm not wearing the full suit, which is like, everything including the body sometimes i'll just wear the head and the paws and the tail and and the arms and wear my regular clothes so it looks like she got actually put clothes on to go out <laughs> and uh and i'll wear like my anime shirts and i'll i'll bring some of my anime cosplay props and and some of my keychains and and people will you know strike up a conversation about that um being memorable is is a, a big thing for a lot of people um 
you 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 don't have to be memorable if you don't want to be you can just have fun bouncing around as a dragon or whatever but um i like i like people to to remember um and sort of think back on the the big green and pink dragon they saw and smile you know i like bringing smiles to people's faces um it's a very basic little thing but man it it it's it's worth it for me right yeah and that's that's a really interesting twist uh on the first that you could like you said the um like you just wear parts of it and then you know your anime shirts or whatever so it's basically like a another level of the character to where it's like this is still madoka dragon but madoka dragon is a uh is an anime fan who's at this convention yeah (laughs) exactly which is exactly um there's a lot of crossover sorry there was I'm just interested in the crossover with, with other fandoms because uh, that's something like furries are definitely into all kinds of like, you know, geeky things and stuff you'd see at other conventions. Um, what are some of the fandoms that, that you see like a big crossover with uh, the furry community? Recently, the big one I would say is tabletop RPGs and Dungeons mm. and Dragons. Huh. We um, biggest little fur con last year, um, again, a convention now in Reno and one of the, best run bigger conventions I've, I've been to in terms of furry. Um, they did a whole um, RPG themed um, convention. It, you got a free book that actually had a whole campaign setting in it, including wow. statistics and stat blocks. Like it was gorgeous. Nice. And I still have, it. I'll have to, sh- I think That's I might've shown Allie when we were at, yeah, yeah <laughs> uh, back at Momocon last year, but it was gorgeous. Um, and um, they for um, higher tiers of membership. So actually, let me let me roll back a little bit. A lot of furry conventions will have different tiers of membership in that everybody gets access to the same stuff. Like nobody is forbidden from something just because they they didn't pay more. But some of the higher tiers um, not only help the convention do more stuff the next year, but they will get certain uh, little pieces of swag um, a lot of furry conventions will do themes, and so the swag will usually have a theme to it. Like um, they gave um, for the highest tiers, they gave um, actually custom printed miniatures of some of the characters of the campaign setting to, to all the highest tier people. Oh, for cool. example, That's cool. yeah. That's so it's cool. like a little thing for conventions to say, like you guys decided to support us, so here's like some really cool stuff um, that is um you know we'll help you remember remember that um and another thing that everybody got actually was um because it's in reno and it's actually at a casino um they make a custom poker chip every year and the poker chip that year yeah was the front was like um a stylized paw print that was like the logo of the campaign setting and then the back was um like an image of a d20 um so there there was a huge people loved that um people like the gaming hall was like full of people playing D, playing one shots people teaching others how to play um it was amazing and and great and people were super into it and um at the end of that convention actually at the closing ceremonies i remember they announced well we already set next year's um next year's uh theme to be um, cyberpunk 2020 which unfortunately never happened oh, um, man. but um, oh. they did say that 2021 if they could help it would be role-playing game part two <laughs> they're gonna just do it again <laughs> yes. um, because it was that people were so into it um, you know um, so there's a huge crossover there I've found um, and uh, another big one um, is um, 
video video games for sure, um, especially ones where there's a big creative element like uh, Minecraft, mm-hmm. for example. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a, a like a little micro sort of economy in like so in Minecraft, um, you can have like a, a custom skin on your character so they can look like whatever you want. Um, some people like to look like Batman. Other people will dress up as like rainbow tigers, and then the furries sometimes will um, either, if they're good at pixel art, they will draw their fursona in Minecraft and walk around as their fursona in Minecraft, or they will hire somebody else to do it. You know, they'll commission somebody else to do it. Um, so there's like a mini economy there. Um, so you know, creative, creative video games are big with us. Um, and oh, I had one other one. Um, anime is starting to get big with us again. It used to be that. I, at least personally, I, I, from what I've seen, anime and furries, they, they kind of kept their distance from each other. Um, I think mm-hmm. just because, unfortunately, um, back in like maybe, maybe two decades ago, um, when there was kind of a, a nerd hierarchy, unfortunately, um, I think furries and anime kind of being at the bottom, um, or so it felt, you know, mm-hmm. um, right. they both were like, we're not weird like them. Um, uh, um, but it's not like that anymore. Um, for, no. uh, you know, a lot of, there's a lot of crossover now. Um, you know, that's one thing that I feel, um, has improved in nerd culture, at least, at least in, in, I'm, I'm sort of young ish, but like from the time I was an early, you know, early teens to now people to me seem like they are becoming way less judgmental, um, right. in, in terms of like what, what fandoms you're into, you know? Like it's, it's, it's very weird to think like, I have a friend who's like a diehard Trekkie and, and she's older and she was like, yeah, you know, when, when I, when I was a teenager, you didn't say that. Like, that was weird. Like if you were really into Star Trek, like you could be into it, but like, not like that. If you dressed up, that was considered kind of weird, you know, things like that. And I'm like, but everybody loves Star Trek, you know, (laughs) you know, it's weird to think about now. And and I, I've actually experienced this with, with uh, younger furries too. And I'm like, yeah, you know, when, when I was like a, an early teenager, you really didn't talk about furry stuff. That was like a one-way ticket to being made fun of. Um, and they're like, really? Because like me and all my friends, like we all got fursonas. We're all like hanging out at the furry cons. And I'm like, oh, that's so great though. Like I'm really glad to see that people, at least in, in the nerd community, are, are becoming less judgmental about these sorts of things. So that's actually a really good point i i when i was a kid or you know a teen and then college aged um furries were seen as as very strange like and the only exposure that most of us had to them was you know maybe what we saw on real sex on hbo in you know 1995 so (laughs) which is not an accurate representation whatsoever of the actual furry world right. at all right. um what are some of those misconceptions that people might still have that you know aren't necessarily correct um just to you know sort of the elephant in the room the the sexual part you know i think uh, there's um a big you know still a big misconception that that furry is mostly or entirely sexual um mm-hmm. even among people who are like sex positive now um you know, right. uh, a lot of people will be like, yeah, furries are cool. You know, they do all these kinds of sex things. And I'm like, well, hold on now. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and I think this misconception came from, um, I think it's it's sort of twofold. One is that um, because we are kind of a visually oriented culture, 
or subculture, I should say, it's easy to find our smut compared to like the Trekkies who wrote it down, whereas ours is all pictures and you can find it way easier. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think <laughs> we're any more or less like R-rated than any other fandom, to be honest, and I know that might no, be right. um, controversial, even among furries. Um, I, I'm sure many might might disagree with me, but I don't think we're any more or less. Um, and then the second thing is that, um, you know, back in sort of the mid-2000s when when sort of nerds sort of hating on each other was kind of a big thing um, uh, in some circles, not all, but in some circles, um, you know, it was really easy to, um, you know, people weren't as secure about, about their personal lives, I think in some ways. And it was really easy to dig up sort of um, some of the R rated things that did go on and be like, haha, look at what these weird people in the wolf suits do. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, I, and that became kind of like, the big thing and then again like you know there were certain you know certain people who maybe want to feel better about themselves unfortunately or are are just kind of plain rude would be like oh well at least you know we're into whatever but at least we're not them you know that kind of thing um and i uh to to kind of put it to rest from what i've seen um you know it, it every like i said earlier everybody comes at furry differently Um, and just like, you know, everybody comes to Star Wars, Star Trek, blah, 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 any fandom at all differently. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, some, you're going to like a different aspect of it, you know, and if, if you're into the R rated stuff, it's like, that's awesome. The really nice thing is that conventions I'd say about, I don't, I don't think there's any like flat out adult only conventions in in furry, although I could be wrong. They're all family friendly until like 10 PM. And then like, like most conventions, they'll do like the after dark stuff. Um, but they exactly yeah and they will and so they are um very safe places for because there's a lot of you know not just minors in the community but also just people who may just not want to see like you know the not safe for work stuff all the time and then you know not safe for work stuff if it's on sale will usually be kept in a separate room that you need to have id to get into um so um I don't feel personally that um, we are any more or less sexual than any other fandom um, from what I've seen. So like that misconception, like I understand it is weird. You know, we're weird. We get it. You know, we're the weird animal people. We understand it. It can can be kind of strange, um, you know, because I think we're as a society, like here in America, we're not, we're kind of told that once you hit a certain age, you're not allowed to be playful in any kind of way. You're not allowed Mm -hmm. to pretend. Um, yeah. Yeah. And that's the big thing. Um, well, and I, that, I do know that for my generation, it really was like, that was all you heard about furries unless you were actually in the community. Right. All you ever heard about furries was, oh, it's about sex. And then you're like, well, wait, I don't, I don't understand why. <laughs> and yeah. so then, then later on you're around furries and you're like, this is not at all <laughs> like, what this oh, yeah. is about. <laughs> yeah. That's like, that's what we found out when we were, we were looking at that, you know, like um, planning things for, for uh, the first multiverse convention. And um, you know, we, we talked about it with you and started to look into it. We realized that a lot of us just didn't, we just, it was just like a blank area of knowledge, which is, you know, right. not ideal because it's a major fandom. Um, right. So we start to learn more about it. And what we find is, okay, we had like some little bits of half remembered something from 20 years ago that somebody said <laughs> about furries. And that's like all we had. And we start, started looking at it closer and it's like, oh, wow, this is, a, these are people who are uh, very welcoming, um, very uh, progressive and very inclusive. Um, they donate a lot to charity. They're very supportive of creators and artists. 
why, why, where are they? Like, maybe they like we want to see more of them. Like, that's exactly the kind of thing <laughs> we want to have more of that around. Right. Right. Exactly. exactly. Um, and I, you know, I, I think also, you know, there's definitely a part of it that um, came from also from homophobia as the fandom became more mm. queer over time. You know, just being like, like, ew, you know, like those people over there that are like being weird and dressing up and eh, that was, you know, that <laughs> oh kind gosh. of thing. People being stupid about that. Um, right. And, you know, I, I also want to say, you know, I, you know, if if you are a furry and you're like way into the like the sort of R-rated not safe for work stuff, that's totally, totally valid, too. Sure. Um, like, right, right. you know, every again, everybody's into a different part of, of the fandom. Um, that's personally not my my thing. I just like being play, a playful little dragon and being cute and fun and making people smile. Um, but that's how I come at the fandom. You know, some yeah, people. Right. Um so there are artists who love doing art for people in the fandom, but like don't have a persona and, and, you know, they, they don't really do that part of the fan fandom. There are, there's just so much that, that you can take part in, in the fandom. And, uh, um, I think one of the reasons why, um, another reason why, um, sort of, uh, you may not have, have heard a lot about the fandom is, is because, um, I think maybe over time, we probably got a little closed off in terms of being afraid of um, what people would say, you know, it, right. is that, is that part of why um, we don't see furries as much at, at like conventions like ours, for example, which is a multi-fandom convention. Um, and we, we did have like, you know, we were really happy to have some, uh, some furry guests there and, and some furry fans um, that showed up and participated just along with everybody else. Um, but do you think that's why you don't see more of that at other, you know, uh, multi-fandom conventions? And, and it tends to be like mostly just at specifically furry conventions? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think I think there's there's definitely that. Um, and, you know, some sometimes um, people um, and I kind of understand this. People will not be sure how to react to a, a fursuiter. Um Part of it is some people are like naturally afraid of any mascot looking things in general, which mm -hmm. I understand that is an instinct that some people have. You can't see somebody's mm -hmm. real eyes. It's creepy that I can kind of get. It's fine. Um, I, but I think that um, enough sort of word spreads quickly in the fandom. So if if somebody went to um, a sort of non-furry fandom or non-furry convention and they dressed up in their fursuit and then um, you know, maybe somebody at the convention harassed them or tried to pull their head off, which unfortunately mm. sometimes happens um, at, at some conventions where there may not be the greatest security in the world. Um, wow. We, you know, if, if somebody comes back and says, yeah, at PoopCon, you know, 2020, or <laughs> well, maybe not 2020, <laughs> but PoopCon 2019, you know, this, unfortunately, <laughs> you know, somebody pulled the head off my fursuit and almost broke it and security Oof. wasn't around or oh. didn't respond. Um, then we will, you know, I'll take that into account and just not go there. And, you know, we, um, even if, you know, the, the staff, you know, changes over time and, and they try to make it right, it's hard to win back that trust, I think, with, with any, you know, culture or subculture sure. um, once that trust has been broken. Um, so, I, yeah, I think that we, we just have to, we're, we've been slowly trying to, spread out and and kind of um you know get get back into i don't think we'll ever be like mainstream mainstream but you know being a, a presence at multi-fandom conventions would be great because um you know furries are like at their core creators they mm -hmm. that's what we do we write 
and draw and we make these $5,000 pieces of work that you can wear and have everybody hug and take good pictures in. And, and, you know, um, we have our own plushie makers. As a matter of fact, I just Mm -hmm. had a little felt doll of my fursona bean tiger maid, um, who is just adorable. Um, we have 3d modelers, we have pixel artists, we have everybody. And just as, you know, one of the reasons why I'd always like furries to have um, a presence at Multiverse is that just like, you know, all the creators at Multiverse will have something to, to teach furries, furries would always have something to teach them as well. Um, Absolutely. Like right. I, one, my dream one day is to have like a, a fursuit maker come and and just I want to see a fursuit maker talking to a person who does like, um, you know, just regular like human cosplay and see, I want to see them exchange notes, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, it's, it's, uh, I want to see that cross pollination happen. So, so yeah, um, it's just, I think we got a little nervous um, and kind of withdrew, but as things have been um, sort of getting less judgmental and, and, you know, uh, a lot of conventions have been really trying to, to step up and be safer places for, for people. Um, it's, it's been getting better in, in, in my view. Um, mm. another reason is that, um, you know, we have had, um, some major things happen to the fandom, like, um, yeah. at Midwest Fur Fest in Chicago. And I believe 2014, um, there was actually, um, if I recall correctly, and my details might be slightly off here, so I apologize to anybody listening who's like, no, that's not how it happened. But I believe somebody trying to actually um, hurt furries put chlorine gas in the vents. Yep. And yeah. Oh, my. Yeah. yeah. And and ended up with I don't I don't believe anybody. I don't believe anybody passed away, but I believe it was like 14 people had to go to the hospital. It was it was it was not a good time so um and you some know, of them i think had permanent health yeah. effects yeah. from it it causes so. yeah. like scarring yeah. in your lungs yeah mm-hmm. exactly so so you know things like that um i think a little bit of of trauma there like oh you know um maybe let's kind of keep to ourselves for a bit and um sure. you know I, i'm never gonna be like oh furries are oppressed or anything like that we're not like oppressed or anything but like um we you know we we definitely sometimes will have um, you know, just, just misgivings or, or just being a little bit nervous about, you know, being, being out there with, with the real, mm-hmm. the real world. <laughs> and, uh, mm-hmm. but it, like I said, I personally believe that it's been getting a lot better over time. Um, and most like 99% of the time when I go to a multi-fandom convention with, with my fursuit, I get nothing but, but good, good feedback and people mm-hmm. wanting to know more. So I'm I'm really happy about that. Mm-hmm. That's Go ahead, Rob. Oh no, I was just uh, I was just gonna ask her a follow up. Is you talked about that uh, attack that happened uh, with the um, air vents? Um, so so what's up with the uh, the alt right trying to inf- basically <laughs> infiltrate uh, the kind hearted, warm community that you, that you just you know described to me? What, what what's going on with that? Um, you know, it, 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 it's, it's funny you should mention that. I was actually thinking about that earlier because I was reading an interesting article um, about how they, by some measures, successfully infiltrated um, the bronies, the My Little Pony fans, mm-hmm. um, yeah, who, are, who, are, who consider themselves separate from us usually, but will usually work um, together together. Um, 
with with us on um, certain convention things. Like um, I know some conventions um, will share the game room with with the Brony convention. Um, um, mm-hmm. So you know, like obviously, I've I've met a, a bunch of really nice, great Bronies, but um, there is a definite definite sort of alt right minority that has infiltrated um, My Little Pony and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I think um, the reason why they've tried to jump to furry, and this is just my theory, is that um, furry, um, from most accounts, seems to still be majority male, um, a sort of the sort of age group that um, the alt right tends to look at, sort of male, like uh, young mm. to mid twenties, um, mm. might not know what to do with their life right now. You know, sort uh. of maybe yeah. a little bit confused um, about everything. Everything's vulnerable so uncertain, way. vulnerable in some way. Exactly. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And, and so that's, that's why they, they, they've been trying to look thankfully. Um, and the outside has definitely noticed this. We've been really good at keeping them out. Um, yes. Nice. I, yeah. I, I saw say something that, for that sure. said something about furries punching Nazis since. Oh yeah. You know, whatever. <laughs> oh yeah. Like five years before the rest of us started. So yeah, I'm a big fan. It's, <laughs> it's, it's funny, like, um, you know, uh, we there will be people at free conventions selling, like, always punch Nazi furs, <laughs> sort of, like, um, funny little, like, stuff like that um, in, in, like, the, the vendor room, and everybody's okay with it, whereas, like, yeah. in some conventions, people, you know, the the person in charge of the vendor hall will be like, Oh, we don't know about that. You know? And it, and it, Ugh. and it looks bad, you know, it looks really right, bad yep. when you're like, right, right, right. when you're like, you, yeah. we can't sell our punch Nazis. Why can't we sell our punch Nazis? So, <laughs> um, yeah, we, we yeah, were pretty yeah. down with, with, you know, keeping the, the all right element out. And, um, you know, even, even like little things in the culture have changed over time where like, I know sort of, um, early on in, in sort of furry convention culture, there, as in a lot of conventions, unfortunately, there would be people who would cosplay as Nazis because who mm-hmm. knows. Um, and then we, none of that, like mm-hmm. furry conventions have, have like put the, no, like even right. if you're just like messing around <laughs> as a joke or whatever, uh, you know, yeah, like, and that can easily, like, that's not even that difficult to address. We put that in our, in our code, exactly. of like very, very explicitly, like, do not do this as a joke. We will not treat it as a joke. Like, exactly. Yeah, let people know. Exactly. <laughs> because it's not a joke. It's <laughs> right. Very much. Yeah, exactly. It shouldn't be a joke ever. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So, um, yeah, we've we've been really good at, at, at keeping that element out. And I'm, I'm really super, super proud of the fandom for for that kind of thing, for sure. Um, because that that kind of element, as soon as it gets in, it's one, it's hard to get out. And two, it makes it makes everybody feel incredibly unsafe and and like, mm-hmm. you know, like now oh now this is like a neo Nazi hangout like ew <laughs> you know like, right but yeah it's I'm I'm proud of us for for keeping that element out for sure yeah yeah it it seems like that's uh that's one thing that I heard about there was actually a uh, really interesting podcast I listened to um Robert Evans the the journalist and podcaster yeah. does a lot of different ones and uh, with one of his podcasts they actually went um to a furry convention and talked to people about the specific thing we were just discussing about the like alt-right infiltration of it. And what I learned from that was basically that, yeah, the, uh, the furry community is years ahead of everybody else at Mm -hmm. learning how to manage like effectively uh, and effectively manage um, with the least collateral damage, the um, 
keeping those elements out and actually responding to those kind of things. Um, and that's uh, the general sense that I get to just sort of like tie a bow on the whole thing is that um, furries are, have been misunderstood in the past because people just didn't know enough and got the wrong impressions from, uh, you know, just whatever little rumors they heard or whatever. Um, but they're just fans of geeky stuff, just like everybody else. And the particular thing they're, fond of is you know anthropomorphic animals in whatever way they approach that like you were saying and uh that you don't even have to like you don't have to wear a fursuit to be part of it that's actually i i don't know that i knew that um Mm -hmm. so thanks for (laughs) informing us about that (laughs) but it's just generally such a like a an inclusive and, and welcoming community that I think we all really hope to see more um, more understanding and more inclusion of uh, furry fandom into just the entire umbrella because there's so much crossover fandom now that oh, yeah. things are just headed in that direction and furry should be a part of it really. Um, if so, if there was like if you could have just one thing, I know you, you obviously you know like you've said you're not speaking on behalf of all the furries, but um, if there was one thing that you would want the general public to understand or know about the furry community, what do you think that would be? Hmm. That's a, that's a good question. <laughs> I think mostly that, that, you know, we are having fun in the innocent way that you're having fun right now. And the way I look at it, life is kind of hard right now. Life will probably unfortunately continue to be hard for a while. And if your, your friend wants to go to a convention dressed up as a wolf and run around and have fun in that way, then like, man, let them because you know, <laughs> it's it's we got to find our happiness where we can find it right now. Let people have their fun. Absolutely. Yes. We're, we're yes. all about that. Let people have their fun however they have it, especially if it's just, you know, colorful and fun and safe for the people around them. So exactly. <laughs> awesome. Thank you, Chelsea. Really appreciate you coming on and, uh, and telling us all about this. There's um, whenever if you want people to uh, find you online, where would they look to find you? Um, the best place to find me online right now is, um, on my Instagram where actually I've started, it's that part of quarantine where I've started a new hobby because I know now I'm going to be stuck in the house for another year. So, um, I've started, um, learning about, uh, different kinds of crafting and decoupage and things like that. And I'm making bookmarks and stuff like that. Um, on Instagram, I am world dot of dot bean craft. Um, and Which I would, awesome. <laughs> and nice. I, and I am, uh, just so, sort of slowly teaching myself all those different little things and making bookmarks for people and, and making sort of all kinds of like queer and, and furry and video game based, uh, just stuff, you know? Um, so that's basically where you can mostly find me right now. Awesome. And they're absolutely adorable, by the way. I've been <laughs> <Yes. following>. <laughs> <laughs> they're fantastic, and uh, and you'll also you'll you'll hear uh, you'll hear the voice of Chelsea on our on the various social media for uh, Multiverse Convention because again she yes. runs our communications and does it extraordinarily well. And, Thank you. <laughs> uh, you'll be hearing more and more in the coming weeks as we get closer to uh, our virtual convention, Multiversual 2020, coming up October 16th through 18th, MultiverseCon.org. So check it out there. Um, yeah, we appreciate everybody joining us, listening to another episode of glitchy pancakes you can always find us online stream the episodes at glitchypancakes.com or on your favorite podcast apps we're now on amazon podcasts as well that just launched a couple days ago and uh, all the other ones apple spotify everywhere um follow us on twitter find us on facebook or at glitchy pancakes um i can be found personally at jesse underscore a underscore adams at on twitter um rob where can they find you well you can find me on uh, facebook as that guy rob 
or you can find me on Twitter at EI Blackout. That is I A I B L A C K O U T on Twitter. Got it. And Allie, where can we find you at? You guys can find me online basically as Allie 911 anywhere. Um, <laughs> and mostly I show up on Twitter twice a month to take a look around, watch the world burn, and then I run away. So. <laughs> um, Back to the cave. <laughs> yeah, it's nice and quiet um, and dark here. Chelsea, I got one question for you before we leave. Right? Sure. So the next time we actually get together, we're going to have to talk anime. <laughs> oh, I yeah. You were a huge fan. So, right. Oh, um, completely. Bat- you mentioned Batman earlier. Yeah. Would you consider Batman a furry? Ooh. Ooh, interesting. Ooh. <laughs> Only if he does. I've, I've found that furry is, <laughs> op- is an opt-in moniker. You know, if you don't want to be called a furry, then I won't call you one. But that might right. be the most brilliant answer I have heard anyone give that to is. any question in at least a month. I love that. That's that was a hard hitter. That was that was that's, that, that was that's one of my that was most powerful questions. That was, a great answer. that was a great answer. Yes. Literally chef kissing over here. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. Well, if, uh, if anybody's got, if you have suggestions for guests or topics, questions, comments, etc., email us at cakespod at gmail. Um, and we appreciate you listening. Thank you, everybody. And uh, we will see you next time. Bye, Take everyone. Easy, guys. See you guys. Later.